amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Welcome to the Culture Building Like a Pro podcast, helping small business owners and managers lead a company culture where employees are engaged to do their best work because they want to and not because they have to. Now, let's jumpstart your culture transformation with company culture strategist, leadership coach, and trainer, Deanna Appling. Tuesday. Thanks for listening to the Culture Building Like a Pro podcast. I'm your host, Deanna, and I hope that you are off to an amazing week. We are winding down 2020, and I think we all are likely a little bit excited about that. But as we get into today's episode, we're going to be talking about some common leadership challenges that you may have faced this year, whether you are a new leader or if you've been leading for some time now, and more importantly, how you can overcome these challenges. But before we dive into the episode, I would like to give a quick shout out to Feedspot for featuring the Culture Building Like a Pro podcast in their list of the top 10 workplace and company culture podcasts to follow in 2020. I'm really excited to have been included on the list. It was definitely a surprise to me. But if you're interested in checking it out, I will leave the link in the show notes. In last week's episode, I shared with you my experience when I became a new leader and some of the things that I faced that I had no idea (laughs) I would have to deal with because I wasn't necessarily aware of what it took to be a good leader. But throughout the years in my own leadership journey and even as I've worked with clients and just talked to people regarding leadership, I've found that there are some common challenges that it seems many leaders face. I won't say all because obviously I haven't talked to all managers or leaders, but there are some that without a doubt tends to become an issue for a lot of us in leadership. 
And because of that, I thought it was very important to touch on five of those common leadership challenges in this episode to help you cut your learning curve in half. And even if the five challenges on this list are things that you may have been experiencing and you've been in leadership for some time now, This is going to be a great starting point for you to address these challenges and get some practical tips to help you overcome them. The first challenge that's pretty common among leadership is avoiding difficult conversations. Now, I can speak for myself in saying that it can be very awkward and uncomfortable to talk to people about things that aren't necessarily fun or exciting or praiseworthy. We all know that not everything that happens in the workplace (laughs) is good. And sometimes there could be some sticky situations and some tough conversations that need to be had with employees. And what tends to happen is in leadership, if you aren't comfortable with having difficult conversations or you're not sure how to approach it, you may likely end up avoiding the conversation in general. So you sort of just sweep the issue under the rug and you just kind of ignore it, hoping and wishing that it'll go away on its own. But in many cases, it does not. And the problem can end up becoming worse. So instead of avoiding the conversation that might be difficult with an employee, Here are three things that will help you navigate the conversation a bit more effectively. The first thing to do is to adjust your attitude to be more curious instead of critical or combative. So what I mean by being curious is by simply approaching the conversation to learn more about what's happening with that employee and not so much of trying to be combative with them or crack the whip or even accuse or attack them for something that you may have perceived being done. When you have the attitude of curiosity, you're trying to find out more about what's happening with the person and why the issue is occurring or reoccurring. So to do this, you would ask questions and simply try to find out more about what's happening. For example, if it seems like Tommy is not being responsive to emails or phone calls when the team is trying to get in contact with him, and maybe you've gotten some complaints or even noticed it when you've tried to reach out to him, instead of attacking Tommy or being combative and approaching him saying, why aren't you answering your phone? Why aren't you available when people need to reach you? Maybe a better approach would be, hey, Tommy, I noticed that it seems like it's taking a bit longer for you to get on the phone or respond to emails. I wanted to find out from you, is there anything that's happening or going on perhaps with your workload that may make it difficult for you to respond to people when they reach out or if there's anything else going on? And that just opens the door to wanting to find out what's happening with Tommy rather than being combative with Tommy about an issue that you've noticed. Another tip is to be an active listener. So if we're talking about the same example with Tommy and his responsiveness, listen to what he has to say. And this doesn't necessarily mean that you will agree with where he's coming from or 
the challenges that he may be expressing to you. However, it does mean that you are trying to understand what is happening with him because that is going to lead to the last tip, which is to come up with a resolution together. So once you hear what's happening with Tommy and why it may be an issue for him to be responsive, then you guys can come up with a plan to resolve the issue. You can communicate to him the expectations and how important it is for him to be responsive and you both can come up with a reasonable solution as to what responsiveness looks like. Is that responding to emails within a 30 minute time frame? within 24 hours, same with phone calls, whatever expectation that you're trying to convey, that should be communicated among the both of you and you both should be able to come to that resolution together. None of us as leaders look forward to having difficult conversations. It's definitely not a highlight of the day. However, they can be approached tactfully and with grace so that you can consider what's happening with your employee and come up with a resolution together. The second common challenge that leaders face is micromanaging. Now, this one is interesting because not every leader thinks that micromanaging is a challenge, but I am here to tell you that it absolutely is. If you happen to be a leader who thinks that micromanaging is leadership or that that's your responsibility, I can pretty much guarantee you that it's an issue because your team does not want to be micromanaged. And if they are getting this type of treatment from you, then that likely means your engagement level with your team isn't where it could be. While there are some managers and leaders who use micromanaging as a tool or a tactic to ensure that their team is getting work done, in reality, what it's truly doing is showing your team that you don't trust them. And it's not going to help your team produce higher quality work either. Now, if you're a leader or a manager who realizes that this is the habit that you have, you realize that you do micromanage and you hover over your team's shoulder, whether you're in the same office or working remotely, and you actually do want to change this about yourself because you're seeing what it's doing to the team. Here are a couple of ways to overcome this challenge. The first thing to do is to shift your mindset to managing expectations and not tasks. So this simply means that when you have responsibilities or tasks that you assign to each of your team members, adjust your approach from checking on them every five minutes to see how they're doing the task and just focus on communicating the expectation of that task clearly. So in other words, whatever you want the outcome to be of that assignment, communicate that. That expectation is what needs to be clearly conveyed and understood by your employee so that they can produce the outcome, the expectation that you're looking for. Hovering over them and watching every click they make and checking in with them constantly to make sure that they're actively working on the assignment isn't necessarily going to get you the outcome that you're looking for. But communicating the expectations that you have for it 
and allowing your employees to diligently work on that assignment and ensuring that they know how you want it delivered back to you is going to set them up to be able to produce what it is that you want. And the next tip about overcoming micromanaging is to let your employees know that you trust them to make the right decisions. This is something that, believe it or not, your employees want to know from you, but it's also something that you could be reaffirming yourself with if you struggle with micromanaging and you want to stop. So while you're communicating the expectations of how you want an assignment done or, or a project completed, make sure you take the time to affirm your employees that you trust them to make the right decisions when it comes to completing this project. As they hear this from you, they will, number one, be aware of what a completed project looks like because you communicated the expectations to them, but they also know that you are trusting them to do the work effectively. And as you're trusting them to make the right decisions, those right decisions should be aligned and measured against the core values that your team has. So if high quality, timeliness, responsiveness, and integrity are among your core values as a team, and your team knows that, that's how they will then measure their own work when it comes to making the right decision. The third common leadership challenge is not supporting employees. This can be tricky, and I say this from experience. Oftentimes, we believe that we may be supporting our employees because we're doing the things that we would want to receive in terms of support. But that may not be what your team needs as a whole or each person on your team individually. I'm sure you're probably familiar with The Five Love Languages, the infamous book by Gary Chapman, but he also has another book called The Five Languages of Appreciation in the Workplace. And I correlate supporting employees to The Five Languages of Appreciation simply because everyone's language of how they feel supported or appreciated is different. And it's important for us as leaders to understand that and to make sure that we're meeting employees where they are in terms of the support that they are looking for from us. To do that, here are your tips. First, learn what each employee needs from you. You may have an employee who feels supported by you when they have regular check-in meetings with you and they're able to let you know what's happening in their workday. If you know this, then you can meet that employee's need to feel supported by their leader. And perhaps you have another employee who feels supported when they know that they can reach out to you if they have questions about their work and they don't have to fear being reprimanded or being judged as if they can't do their job. Knowing that would be helpful for you so that you can support that employee when needed. And that actually leads to the next tip that I have for you is to make yourself available for your team. Even though you may have an employee or two who feels more supported when they can bounce things off of you to make sure they're on the right track if they have a challenge, you may have 
other employees who are self-starters and who have no problem taking the initiative and getting things done, which is completely fine. However, something that should be standard is for every employee to know that if in the event they need you for anything, whether it's a mistake that they made or if they're coming to you to share a great win that they've had, they should know that they have the opportunity to do that and you're available for them to do so. The fourth common leadership challenge is shifting from manager to leader. Now, a while back, I did an episode on the difference between a manager and a leader, and you can check that out as well. I did a deep dive into what the differences are, but simply put, managers manage processes while leaders influence people. The simple and key difference between a manager and a leader is the shift from focusing on output to focusing on the person who's responsible for the output and meeting their needs so that they can produce the output as you expect. This is a common challenge that many leaders face because while you may know the ins and out of the job that you have and how to manage workflows and complete processes and things of that nature, it may be tough for you to actually connect and lead people. And this can become an issue when it comes to keeping your team engaged and truly stepping into a leadership role and not just a manager's role. So here are a few things to keep in mind to overcome this challenge. First and foremost, make sure that your people are a priority, not just processes. Yes, the work that is being produced and the outcomes that need to be met are very important and they are a priority. But to shift to a leadership perspective, it's very important to consider the people with the same priority. So do the people, your team, do they have what they need to get the job done? What are the challenges they're facing? And what experiences do they have while working with you and for the company? These are all things to consider to make your employees a priority. The next tip is to always consider the bigger picture, which is the vision. We've talked about vision quite a bit recently on the podcast, and I'll leave those episodes linked in the show notes if you want to refer back to the importance of a vision and why you should have one as a leader. But the big picture is going to be your guiding force, so to speak. It's your roadmap and your GPS to where you're leading your team to. And when you have a vision, you're able to guide your team accordingly and not just have them complete tasks. So whatever your big picture is for your team, be intentional about keeping that in the forefront of your decision making and how you're interacting with them and the changes that are being made on your team so that you can lead them effectively. And also, always remember to lead from a we, not me attitude. One of the biggest keys major keys to leadership is understanding that it's not about you. It's about everyone on the team with you. So it's not about getting your way. It's not about what works for you, but what works for the team. This 
mindset shift is very major in helping you shift from a manager only perspective to a leader who influences people. And lastly, the fifth common challenge that leaders face is being indecisive. This was definitely something that I struggle with. (laughs) And if I'm being honest, sometimes I still struggle with, and perhaps you struggle with it as well. What I've noticed is that it comes from a place of not wanting to steer your team wrong or just from not wanting to mess up. (laughs) No one wants to make a mistake, but that idea of doing something wrong or making the wrong choice can hold you back from making progress. And when you're leading a team, your team needs you to lead them somewhere. They need a guide. And being decisive, not procrastinating or refusing to make a decision because you don't want to make the wrong one isn't the best choice for you or your team. So here are a couple of ways to help you become more decisive. First, don't focus on making a perfect decision, but make a progressive one. So this means focus on making progress towards the vision or the goal that's established. Every decision that you make, even if it may not be the best suited decision, is still a step in the right direction of your vision or goal because you found out that that isn't the right thing to do. So now you can figure out what is the right thing to do. You don't need to be perfect, you just need to make progress. And the next tip is to align your decisions with the core values that you stand for as a leader and the core values that the company represents. So every decision that you make, align it, measure it up to your core values and the core values of the company. If you can make a decision knowing that this choice best aligns with what I stand for, my integrity as a leader, and what this company represents, and the goals that this company has, then make that decision. No decision is foolproof, meaning that every decision may not be successful. But the sooner that you make the choice and find out if it does work best for what you're working towards, the sooner you can progress. And if it doesn't, you've simply just identified that that doesn't work well and you can go back to the drawing board and make a better decision. Making the wrong decision isn't a failure, but refusing to make a decision is. And as long as you have a guide to help you make good decisions and that guide is your vision and the goals and the core values of your company, then you're on your way to making great progress. I hope that this episode was helpful for you and that if you have been experiencing any of these five common leadership challenges, that you're now able to walk away with a game plan, so to speak, of simple ways to start overcoming these challenges this week and onward. 
If you have any questions about this episode or if you have some challenges that you are facing in your leadership journey and you want to talk through some of those challenges and figure out a plan of how to overcome them so that you can be an impactful and influential leader to your team and increase engagement, you can schedule a free clarity call with me by going to baproinc.com slash EP89. That's BAP. P-R-O-I-N-C dot com slash E-P eight nine. And I'd be more than happy to discuss what your game plan is to doing so. Even though being a leader is definitely an honor, it can have some ups and downs and it's not always easy. But I want to encourage you to look at leadership as an opportunity for you to impact the lives of those who you are leading. They don't need you to be perfect. You're human just like they are. So although you may be facing some leadership challenges or you may be realizing some things about your leadership practices that you want to change, understand that that is a great thing. And the more progressive you are with developing yourself and investing in your own leadership, you'll be able to impact your team in such great ways that they'll be able to take what they've learned from you and apply it in their careers now and onward. Have a great week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.